Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Well, hello, adventurers, and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hello. I play Lunadas, Alvin Monk, slash Shock, Dwarven Merchant. He's French. <laughs> and I just shared a picture of Shock in the uh, Discord. I, ju- I, just, I just drew that out real quick. It's, it's not super accurate. He's a dwarf. He has a beard. Okay. We'll have to uh, post that up on the website. Uh, Shane. That's me playing Alexander the Human Bart. And Anna. I'm used to being last. That's really weird for me. Um, it's because I he doesn't play... like it. I guess so. Wow. I play Vicala, uh, the Paladin Drow. Um, yeah, that's who I play. Drowladin. Drowladin, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I play Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. I still don't know why I do the the whole archetype thing, but whatever. It's just it's really weird to me, like say Eldritch Knight instead of Fighter, because I'm so used to like second ed, third ed, where you would just say there were no archetypes. I don't know, really weird, but it just gives people every week the same deal. <laughs> uh, and uh, our birthday girl, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue. And yes, it is my birthday. Yay! Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday. birthday. I'm just wondering if we should... young human. I'm just wondering if we should go ahead and make it Talia's birthday, too. Uh, oh, get her into her teens? Yeah, just to make it consistent. Has it been long enough? Uh, It's been one year. Well, we were in the fade wild. Time goes weird there. So, yeah, you're 13 now. <laughs> that way All right, it makes you guys it have a, a teenager on your hands. It's easier Best to remember. Uh, and now, now we'll definitely have to do the episode of uh, "Are You There, Raven Queen?" It's me, Talia. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! As uh, Talia enters her uh, womanhood. All right, so uh, oh God, is Vicky gonna teach her about menstruation and how to deal with that? Is that something else? Vicky never had a menstruation, so she doesn't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Talia. Don't menstruate. It's gonna have to be Alexander. He's the only human. <laughs> yep. That will be super awkward. I can't wait to record that. That'll be a bonus episode. <laughs> right? Bold of you to assume that I'm actually gonna do that. Oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll play it for you. <laughs> sure, I guess. All right, so uh, on the last episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast, it seems like it's been forever ago, um, you guys were uh, greeted in the night by uh, the Red Talon Sish, 
who uh, showed up in Talia's bedroom uh, to claim the artifact, the Boots of Fadel. Uh, it would be an understatement to say that Talia did not want to let them go. Uh, in the process, she got a little sassy with the uh, the Blight Dragonborn, and uh, he ended up uh, picking her up and throwing her across the room, uh, which was probably enough of motivation to uh, give the boots over. Um, also, um, your, I'm not going to say friend, your, I guess, party member, um, Nifron, was given instructions by Sish to go do something. You're not quite sure what it was, but uh, he said he was leaving the party. But before he left, he wanted to be able to track you down and in the process uh, gave Vicalia a, uh, a gift. She is now blessed slash cursed by Loth uh, as he touched her forehead and gave her this uh, spider mark that now appears on her forehead. Um, he also mentioned um, something about her father um, and kind of left that vague. Um, he also said that uh, there was a way to find him now that she had received this mark and she could fill him in the room, but there was also another person far to the west that she could fill that person's presence as well. Um, so I think that basically catches us up so far. So currently, uh, Nifron is left, Sish is left with the boots, and all of you are currently in Talia's room. So I guess uh, you, you want to talk about what just happened? Wow. Talia's um. going to... Tully's gonna get up and brush herself off and, and say, who the fuck was that guy? That was Sish. He's a servant of our mistress. My mistress. A mistress. Well, one day, I'm gonna have his head on a spike. I don't think that's really a good idea. He's yeah. kind of on our side for now. But Vaguely. But hey. it's still it, It's good to have goals. Don't bring the girl's dream down. If she wants a head on the spike, give her a head on the spike. I mean, I mean it was pretty strong last time Alexander and I saw him. You mean when you betrayed and murdered your former companions? I you know, that doesn't like sound like your business. How do you even know about that? Because they told me about it when I went to rescue you from the prison? Mm -hmm. Where you'd been put in prison for murdering your former companions? That's crazy. Uh, are you on our side? That's not murder. That's, um, you know, after action. Eh, it was kind of murder. I mean, legally, it's murder. And also, it's a reason to be kind of careful around you guys. And I'm pretty sure, I, I would count as self-defense. I mean, we didn't start the fight. We sided with, uh, Sish there, and then the others were like, "No way, Jose!" and then tried to kill us. But um, I do have to say, Talia, I'm very, very proud of you for standing up for yourself. That's an important thing to do. Even though you got beat, but okay. <laughs> That's future goals. One day. 
future goals. I like talk my forehead, like, mm, can I make this disappear? Uh, that mark, uh, is that permanent? I hope not, because I don't want everybody to know who I am if I need to do some recon right away. Well, you're a drow, you kind of stick out no matter what. I'll have you know, drows are the best at disguises and stealth. I thought you didn't do that because you, you're a drow. It's a coward's way, take that we feel one till we can. Well, okay. It's Fair a coward's enough. way, but you can still do it, of course. So you're the best cowards. No, we're, we're the best at stealth and disguise for fun and games. For playing tricks, not for combat, because it's a coward's way. Okay. Uh, Alexander, how do you feel about all of this? What's your... What are you thinking? You're a little quieter than normal? I mean, I don't really have the... I don't think we really have the strength to really change anything that's going on right now. Uh, we're kind of just, like, cut in the cog until something happens if we want to stop. Why would you want to stop? I didn't say I did. I said if we did want to stop, we don't really have a way to. But why would you want to? Uh, there are a number of reasons why we wanted to stop. Uh, you know, it's not good for our reputation. Well, I always figured if, you know, this whole law of thing doesn't pan out, I would open up a bakery. Marry <laughs> an elf. Or... Do you really think I'm gonna stop? I don't know. I could imagine you, you know, opening up a bakery... Um, you know, bakery by spiders, for spiders, of spiders. Maybe making lizards for dinner for <laughs> spiders. That'd be great. What it is. I'm just imagining uh, Vicalia and Talia moving to New England and opening up like a muffin slash cupcake shop. Uh, yes. <laughs> Served in skulls. Exactly. Well, the half dozen would be served in skulls. Yeah, you, it, skulls are not easy to come by unless they're goblins or something, and those are pretty disgusting. Precisely. Because it's Talia's birthday, Luno made her a cake, a vegan, a vegan cake with with knives for candles. Talia, it's your burn. birthday! Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, totally knew that about myself because I'm not an orphan. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything else. It's my birthday, yep. Well, what do you want to do for your birthday? When you have a birthday, you always, you know, get a present or a surprise or something. It's uh, traditional. Yes, for my birthday, they surprised me with deadly combat. I had to fight eight spiders in her age. I was only given a dagger and an apple pie. Uh, what was the apple pie for? What did you get apples in the It was her birthday. Exactly. You throw it at a spider as they think it's a human being. They start munching on it. Then you jump on their back and you stab them. And then you get to eat their delicious carcass. <laughs> Do you it's like a pinata of sort. Even though I don't know what that is. 
A pinata is a kind of fluffy little animal, very adorable, related to a chinchilla. And I believe it's a traditional dwarven festivity that you get one live and you hang it up by one of its back legs and hit it with sticks till it dies. That sounds amazing. Is it I a know, real right? animal? Yes. Um. No. Really don't want to this. Uh. Well, I mean, I guess it's like the middle of the night. We should probably go to sleep. Yeah, that asshole our- woke me up and stole my boots. Stole well, the shit. Yeah. Couldn't he, he wait them. for the morning? It was mildly inconsiderate. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I guess, you know, he's an asshole. Like, oh, there's your... Looking at you, Juliet. You still owe me cupcakes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, stealing your cupcakes? What? When we first met, you promised me food and cupcakes at the camp, and I did not get that yet. I haven't stolen them from you, have I? No, but you promised me. Well, that's what you'll get first thing in combat. Not delivering on a contract is basically theft. (laughs) Which uh, is apropos because uh, you agreed to get the boots. And if you had kept the boots, that would have been theft. (laughs) I'm a rogue. That's what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) That's, uh, I don't think that's the entire identity of rogues. That's a stereotype. Yeah, I feel like you're generalizing okay stereotypes. Here. Says the drow. <laughs> <laughs> I you it's okay if they're not about drow. Out of my skin? Mm-hmm. Are you not okay with dark blue people? Not all drow are dark blue. Some are black. Damn. Oh, I scotted my own game. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get some sleep, and tomorrow we can... Plan our next move? We're gonna Sounds get a good. boat. I'm yeah, gonna go get... ahead and just, Ooh. uh. Hmm? Sorry? We get to buy a boat! Yep. Oh, I forgot! Name our boat. We can name our boat. Oh, boat we can buy boat a whole boat. Aren't we just gonna, like, like rent a boat, I guess? And then no, we kill the captain. Ours. That. Mm. Do you I don't know about that one. Do any of you actually have any skills in uh, in boating, in sailing? I don't. It though. can't be that hard. You put up I'll the sail, right you put the pointy end in the direction, and you're good to go. We've been on a boat before. We know what we're doing. Juliet's probably read a book on it. It's probably fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you have a lot of rivers and the caves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's from this guy? You know what? How about we go on separate boats if you want to do that? That seems wildly inefficient. I mean, you, I'm not trying to get lost. And you guys are trying to talk about killing the captain and stealing the boat. No, That's, buying that the That wouldn't boat. get us lost. Why would it's we a river. buy a you just go, boat? There's two directions. You can go upstream um, or downstream. You can't get lost on a river. You might not remember, but... Uh, asshole dude dropped a huge bag of money on our on my bed. We have enough money to buy a boat. And uh, hire a crew. Do you want to... Plus, you have all that money left over from when you robbed those people. One piece of the adventure. shit ton of gold left. Too bad you're wanted in most places, and it's going to be hard to, uh, to use it. <laughs> yeah. Just like Luffy. We might as well just fucking start a whole smuggling ring. 
Jacques McSweeney might be able to make it rain, though. Well, Jacques yeah. McSweeney spent most of his money on that temple. But he does have enough money left to probably buy a boat. Probably. Boats were quite expensive. Uh, if so, not, then Talia. To, to remind people, it, Sash gave us 500 platinum? Correct. 5,000 gold? Which, which I put into my, into my bag. Okay. Either way, we have enough money to buy a boat. Or at the or, very or least, hire yeah. one for and a long kill distance. the captain. We're not killing the captain. He needs to get us to our place. But that's and the whole fun of hiring a boat. That's the sport? Exactly. Why not just catch her on a lease? Leave some uh, ship hands in the circulation, you know? I mean, that is a valid point. In any event, it's late. Going back to bed. Yes. Well, bed. meditation. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to do? No, not really. All right. So everybody... I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna do something small. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, like one of my old dragon bones, dragon skulls from back in the Fey, and I'm gonna wrap like a small ribbon on it. And like take a candle from downstairs, still like one from the bar, and like give it to Tally if it's a birthday present. Okay. Uh, give me for your skull collection. Um, so you're able to go downstairs, and there's it's the common room's empty. Um, you don't have any trouble finding a, a candle um, on one of the tables. But uh, give me a, a dexterity check. And this is how the bar burned down, guys. Great. <laughs> I don't know why World 20 is loading so slow today. Second. Oh, boy. That's um, a nine. So it's not masterwork, but it's also not like a jacked up wonky, like third grader making an ashtray in ceramics class for uh, dad's birthday. Um,. So it's passable. Something. <laughs> so uh, you stay up late and making this thing. Everybody wakes up the next morning, and uh, you're starting to hear some movement down in the uh, the common room below. Uh, can I just like sneakily peek and see what it is? Uh, downstairs, yeah. Uh, stealth, I assume. Um, yeah, if you want a stealth. 15. Uh, are you in your armor? Uh, yes, but I think adamantine armor doesn't give me disadvantage, am I right? Uh, Mithril doesn't. Oh, adamantine yes, means you can't be critted. So, roll it's on. a tendon. Okay, so you make it up to the the top of the stairs and look down, and you can see the, uh, the innkeeper here, and it appears to be um, Two humans sitting at a table um, eating some breakfast. Um, the innkeeper is going to uh, look up the, the stairs because he hears uh, your big heavy creaking at the top of the stairs and gives you a nod. I look at him like, mm. just keep staring. <laughs> at this point, it's like 7 a.m. Or, yeah, 7 a.m. 
I'm gonna wait for everybody to wake up and just sit on the top of the stairs, looking down, then be here or see what's happening. Okay. Every now and then, you know, while you're waiting for this, you're just up at the top of the stairs and the innkeeper every now and then will catch a glance up there and see you. And uh, he's getting kind of creeped out. <laughs> I give him like, I, I do like with my, like I, I take my tongue out like, hmm? I like do with my eye like this. Whenever he looks. <laughs> can, I, can I get you something? I uh, breakfast. All right. Uh, make it four eggs, two spiders, one ostrich. No, uh, we're that's fresh. only three eggs. We're fresh out of spiders and ostriches. Uh, do you have a horse? Do you have dog? One of the two is fine. No, they don't lay eggs. Oh boy. Uh, well, just bring me whatever you can and good strong alcohol, please. Alrighty then. And he disappears oh, for a while and comes back out with these a days. plate of uh, sausages and uh, some eggs and uh, a pint mug of something and says, uh, you want me to put it at the table here or uh, you want to eat it at the top of the steps? Uh, if you bring it to the top of the steps, I'll give you an extra silver. Oh, uh, have it your way. He walks up Thank to the you. top of the steps and hands you the plate and the mug. I start like drinking, like if anybody's like trying to come down, I'm like looking at him like a mean stare. And, like I didn't like let him pass, but like I'm giving him a mean stare as he passes, disturbing And uh he gives you kinda like this weird look and walks back down the steps. Uh give me a perception check. Just this weird ass drow sitting there in full plate armor. That's well eating dog's eggs. <laughs> so uh, he gets down to the top of the steps or bottom of the steps and you hear him mutter something but you can't make out what it is like like what was that oh nothing just talking to myself okay can you give me uh are you are you insane I'm not the one lurking up at the top of the steps eating a plate of eggs This'll end well. Speaking of plate of eggs, can you give me more? I'll pay extra. Oh, well, sure. And he disappears into the kitchen. I'll be angrily eating like, God damn, Juliet doesn't feed me. <laughs> Juliet's gonna walk up uh, after waking up. <laughs> um, Bacala, what are you doing at the top of the stairs? Okay, um, I'll leave you alone and I'll go get some breakfast and you can stay here at the top of the stairs being weird. I'm just gonna wait until everybody wakes up and only then go downstairs. <laughs> Alright. So is everybody up at this mm. point? I guess, yeah. yeah. And Luno's gonna eat a, a, a kale salad breakfast. With radishes. Uh, they don't have any kale. They do have radishes, uh, but what they have is, like, mustard greens. That'll work. Possibly. Talia's gonna roll out of bed groggy and go downstairs and get just food. 
that's all she's gonna say is food. Okay, we'll just uh, <laughs> for the sake of brevities, uh, everybody you know gets their breakfast and eats. Is everybody sitting at the same table, or are you discussing anything, or are you basically just getting some food um, in preparation of uh, heading out? Uh, actually, as I as they eat breakfast, I, I just go outside with like just a bit of leftover, like bread, just like numbing on it. Standing outside, um, like lifting up my hoodie so people can't really see how much I'm and just try to listen if I see something, I hear something around me that's suspicious or maybe interesting. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me, let me roll a die to see what the weather is like today. Good old luck die. Okay, so um, this morning it is kind of overcast. You see the sun peek through the clouds like every now and then. It doesn't appear that rain is coming. It's just uh, just a gray overcast day. It's uh, very good for me then. <laughs> so as you look around um, when you go outside, you're seeing that the, uh, the town here is kind of coming to life. Um, you are seeing um, some workers moving some logs up the street here, up to the docks. Um, you're hearing the, the ting of a hammer coming from the blacksmith shop. You see some uh, vendors who are putting out their wares. Um, there's some uh, people out on the street at this point that are entering shops. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like it's in full swing, but it seems like uh, it's getting going. Uh, I don't notice anything specifically interesting or hear anything suspicious, as if maybe we've been uncovered, you know? No, it seems like uh, you're kind of in a in a sleepy little town that's waking up. Okay, just gonna numb and wait outside the door with my gear ready. Alright, so is everybody getting their stuff together and heading out? Yep. 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 Okay, so uh, we'll say you exit the inn. Um, what do you want to do? As he heads out, Luno puts on his disguise. Okay. Using his ring of disguise self, he is now Jacques McSweeney, a dwarf with a beard. Okay. So, uh, what do you want to do? We must now get a boat for to go down the river to Kala. Um, who are you supposed to be again? I just want to get the, the identity straight. I am Jacques McSweeney of the Clan McSweeney. I am a dwarven businessman. Can you not tell from my full and bushy beard? Honestly, you all look the same. You look like halflings or whatever. Oh. Halflings are not nearly so gloriously bearded as we are. Well, we have beards. I mean, also not as stinky. That's an easy comparison, but I know Yes, dwarves are famous for our stink. It is because of all the cheese and wine. Yeah, you call it musk, but jeez. Yes. Uh, what's uh, Jacques McSweeney look like? He's a dwarf. He's a beard. Please see picture in Discord for reference. <laughs> yes, I shared a picture. We'll put that up McSweeney. on the... I also put it on the uh, Facebook page. Okay, <laughs> we'll put it on the website as well. It's literally just two circles, uh, one oblong with brown crayon drawing over the head and beard locations of these two circles. You paid me 50 bucks to make that. 
It's all content, <laughs> right? Merchant. Merchants are good with money. All right, so uh, you're exiting this in. What are you doing? Have to get a boat. Yeah, let's go. Let's go get a boat. So currently, you're down here at this end. The the docks are up here. You can see them from where you are. Um, currently, there looks like there's a couple of dock workers out here, and you see uh, four boats that are docked. Um, they're flat bottom boats that are probably all big enough to suit your needs. Uh, there is one crew that is loading some barrels and some horses onto one of those boats. And the other boat is offloading some crates and crew members are unhitching some horses that are uh, pulling the uh, boats upstream. So the boat that's loading the crates, you see three crew members and there's a, uh, a uh, human tending to, or uh, not a human, a uh, wood elf tending to some horses. Uh, the other boat that's uh, offloading, um, there's two elves that are unhitching horses from the boats. Uh, these boats, how big are they? How big do they appear? Um, each one of them, they're river boats that look like they're used for moving a lot of goods. So uh, each one of them you think is probably about, you know, 30 to 40 feet long, um, about uh, 15 feet wide. You think that uh, you would probably be able to get your horses and uh, cart on here and take it down river, but uh, if you did that, they probably wouldn't have a lot of room for cargo, so you would probably have to, to pay them for whatever their expenses would be. Okay. So, Alexander, you're the best talker here, I think. Can you maybe yeah. acquire a boat for us? I mean, I could. Uh, is there, are there any, like, uh, people working on boats around? Like, uh, like, we, I see the boats, but is there anybody that I can explicitly tell is in charge of, like, a boat? Um, the, if you look at the one where they're loading crates onto this thing, um, I mean, it, there appears to be, like, one person who is, like, you know, riding something down and, you know, giving orders to, to some of the people that are loading crates. Um, you look at the other one where there's uh, they're pulling stuff off the boat, offloading those barreling crates. Um, you see, you know, two elves that are unhitching the horses uh, from the boats and um, a couple of other elves, but not really anybody that looks like there's in, somebody in charge. They all look like they're working to get stuff off the boat. Okay, uh, I'd like to walk up to the person that's been uh, handing out orders and telling people what to do. Okay, um, so that is the boat that was loading some crates on. Uh, there's three crew members um, that are loading the crates right now, and you walk up to this elf, and um, this elf appears to be probably in his middle years for an elf. He's got kind of like this... Uh, uh, long brown hair and kind of like a little bit of a scruff where he doesn't look like he shaves um, and he's currently attending to uh, some horses and uh, you walk up to him talk to him hey uh, quick question uh, what can I do for you 
do you know a boat that'd be capable of bringing, uh, say, six people and a uh, a a couple horses in our load uh, down the way? Yeah, I might be able to do it. Uh, where are you headed? Uh, cue dramatic. Did we decide uh, on Luskane or Kala? Uh, I think we decided Kala. Okay. No, we just made a really good argument for Luskane. We we decided there there's a little town to the north of Kala, and we were going to stop there. That's what I remember. Okay. Let's uh, bring yeah, up the world map real quick. Okay, so here's Kala. And Light you guys Dale. are up here. Yeah, it was Lightdale. Yeah, we're trying to go down to Lightdale. Lightdale, you say? Well, uh, we ain't we ain't going off uh, that side of the river out on the on the big one. Uh, we're uh, kind of headed down uh, to uh, Hedgedale. I could probably take you that far, and that's probably about I don't know two days walk or. Probably about a day on horses over to Lightdale, across land. Okay, that sounds good to me. How so, much uh, do you think it'd come up to? Well, let's see. We we had a load they was taken down, and uh, let's see if we get six people on there and your horse. You say it's just six people and horses. Horses and a uh, a little follow behind on the horses for our stuff. What do you mean, follow behind? Like a cart. Oh, a cart, huh. Uh, well, maybe we can load up some of our uh, goods on the cart if you got some room. But I think we'd be able to work it in, but uh, we're not going to be able to take all our cargo. So, of course, you'd have to compensate us for what we can't take down. But uh, I'd say we could probably do that for you for 100 gold. Sure, that sounds good enough for me. Alrighty. Well, we're leaving here probably within the hour. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I believe so. Let me go grab everybody. Alrighty. Well, or either that or y'all can just... Uh, we got an inn over there. We can come get you when uh, we're ready to go once we get some stuff cleared out of here. We'll, of course, have to move some stuff back off the boat. Sure thing. And uh, I didn't catch your name, stranger. Uh, it is one second, Kevin. What's I need to figure out what my fake name that I got whenever we did that uh crossing borders thing. Oh, you had your alias going to the game. Yeah, uh, I, sh I believe I had. was it Rod Swanson. I think so. I think it was Rod Swanson. So let's just go with that. Uh, name's Rod Swanson. Alrighty. Well, my, my name's Yev, and this is my boat here. It's the, the river's blessing. Uh, but, uh, if y'all wait about an hour, uh, we'll come get you. Sure thing. Thank you. I will, uh, head over back to the inn to get everybody on the same. Okay. Thought we were all with you, but okay. Oh, were you guys? Uh, I mean, you we were near you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I walk over to the party and tell them what's good. 
hundred gold to there. Uh, he'll be ready in like an hour or so. We just have to get our stuff ready to get on. That sounds most excellent. Uh, but he can bring us to Lightdale since he's not going on that side. But he, uh, he said he's fine. Bring us to Hedgedale, which is basically just as good. I do not know. Oh, um, that's isn't that on the Luskane side? Uh, kinda. Kala yeah, and Luskane don't get along. There's a bit of a, a border friction, if you will. Um, Judging by the map, they are both Luskane. Both Lightdale and Edgedale. Yes, I understand that, but we'll just have to be careful crossing to the Kala side. I'm sure we'll figure it out. If my name isn't Rod Swanson. Is that your new name? Maybe. Yes. My name is Rod Swanson to the the boatman. Oh, I am Jacques McSweeney of the clan McSweeney. I am Medwarf. I'm happy that we all all, uh, accumulated that name. I guess we should all have different um, aliases, right? Yeah, everybody has the first name Haquez, but everybody has different last names, right? I don't think that'll work very well. Um, unless we were like a clan of dwarves. And our growl companion. Talia? The color? Do you... Who's yeah, I have an alias. I've always used it when I went to uh, lesser places such as dwarven bars. Yes, dwarves are very lesser. Because they're those more. Yes, I would call myself Vic. That was my alias. Vic. Um... Isn't that a little yes. obvious? Why don't you Only if people lower it to know that she is Vikala. How about exactly. Vak? What? How about you call yourself Vak? Instead of Vak. Yeah. That's too ridiculous. Hmm. See through it. Vic, it is. Um, Talia, do you have an idea for an alias? Jessica. That's a nice name. She was my sister, kinda. Oh, um, was she like your best I friend? You are an orphan. She was the family that my fa- my mom lived, my mom and I lived with before they all died. Oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's nice that you're putting her memory there. Well, it's a better name than the other names I I have in my past. You have other names? Probably. And and Talia's going to shrug her shoulders and and just head towards the boat. Or go to sit down. (laughs) Alright, so we'll say that the the hour goes by and uh, Yev comes to the end and lets you know that the, uh, the boat's ready to go. Uh, we're about uh, ready to go, uh, Rod. Uh, you and your your crew ready? Sure am. Uh, I look at everybody. Do we have the horses here? We throw the horses onto the boat with uh, a trebuchet. Okay, we're good. Straight check. What a cultured man. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you think? I use a catapult. Come on. You're right. What kind of looter uses a catapult? So, uh, 
between their horses and your horses and the cart, uh, it's a pretty tight fit on this uh, this boat, and you end up um, like hanging out towards the the back of this boat as it uh, pushes off the uh, the dock here. The uh, three elves take these long poles and um, push the boat away from the uh, riverbank here. Yev tells you it's going to be about a three-day journey down the river to Hedgedale. And uh, after about six hours, you're going to see the city of Fadel uh, to your left as you uh, come upon the meeting of uh, three rivers up here near the city. Juliet's going to head to the other side of the boat. <laughs> Just so they're not in sight. Yeah. Yev says, uh, Jack Max Winnie hides from no one. He stands very confidently at the thing of the boat, where the thing doesn't go in the water thing, the blocking thing, defense, defense of the boat. So, uh, Yev's gonna I'm see just you. sitting there to the dwarf. <laughs> Yev's gonna see you move over to the other side of the boat, and he's gonna say, uh, Well, the, the views over here, uh, we're just now, uh, passing Fadel over here on the left. Uh, y'all ever been there? It's a fabulous city. The business there is terrible. I never go to Fadale. I am standing here to scoff at them and their inability to deal with dwarves. We are superior to these high elves. Well, uh, I say so. I'm uh, not going to disagree with you there, uh, friend dwarf. They can be a little uh, haughty with their uh, noses up in the air and uh, with all them uh, troubles recently uh, between uh, the high elves and uh, us wood elves, but. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they're good enough people. I, I, I can't say I got much bad to say about them. Uh, you know, I usually get some pretty fair deals up here. I mean, they might look down on me a little bit, but uh, that's okay. I'm proud where I come from. Yeah, I think of that. I get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, well, both high elves and wood elves are kind of bad. I, I understand what you say. And he kind of gives you a look for you being a drow. And uh, he says, uh, as you say, Dark Elf, as you say. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And I look at it like Jacques and I'm like, he and I, we see eye to eye, yeah. Only because you are sitting down. You are also unnaturally tall. Well, you are unnaturally small. No, I am the right height. Dwarves are the right height. You can tell because we have dwarves. Well, about uh, reaching my knee, so that's wonderful for me if I just bend it a little bit. You are very strange and off pudding. I will now go eat some pudding, a favorite meal of the dwarves. Uh, do bring me some, okay? Why does no, Luna have such a dwarf identity? <laughs> He's just changing his. Changing his uh, his body to a dwarf. It's an illusion, and yes, he is now very, very much handing it up. Ignorant as he is of dwarves, he nevertheless will play a dwarven stereotype. To to disguise, yeah. Yep. Do you even have a mining pick? <laughs> no, he's a dwarven merchant. God, don't be racist. So racist, man. Come on. Let me yeah. guess what you sell: rocks. No. Shiny rocks. The traditional food of the dwarves, fine cheeses. <laughs> made from mushrooms. Oh you're, oh, you're not vegan. That's right, you're vegetarian. And, and Jacques uh, isn't vegetarian. Jacques is a dwarf. 
Yeah, so you would say that hardy dwarves need meat to stay strong, right? No, they need fine cheeses and wines. That's how dwarves are strong. That's why they kick ass. Hmm. Cheese and wine. He's got the wine parn down. Moradin uses his war hammer to crush the enemies while drunk on wine, and then he eats cheese. Is Moradin a god in Suel? I don't know. Uh, he's god of the forge, right? Possibly. I just don't know if he's part of the pantheon in the world <laughs> <we have> here. <laughs> well, it, as long as he's like uh, 4E or 5E, he would be. Okay. Alright, so, uh, as you come upon uh, Fadel, you can see a variety of boats similar to yours docking at the city uh, docks. Uh, and you also notice there's some much larger tall ships with sails that look like they're more seafaring vessels. Your boat turns left and continues south onto a much larger river. And you're going to continue on for about another six hours. And the sun gets close to the horizon. And yeah, it's going to say... Uh, Let's uh, find a place to set up and uh, camp for the night. And uh, he instructs the uh, other boatmen here to uh, start moving towards the shore. And after about another half mile, you see a clearing near the river and the boat makes for the shore and uh, grounds itself a little bit, but not so much to where they won't be able to get it back off. Uh, They uh, throw down an anchor and move some uh, ropes off that uh, boat and find a uh, tree near this clearing uh, to where they can tie the boat to it. Um, The crew then begins to move the uh, horses and some camping supplies off the boat and set up camp before the uh, sun sets. Um, Beyond the shore here, there's a uh, dense forest and you can hear the sounds of uh, creatures out here in the woods, uh, mostly crickets and frogs, but uh, you do do hear the howl of a wolf somewhere in the distance. So, you set up camp, uh, you begin to uh, cook dinner. Uh, is there anything uh, uh, you want to do? Yeah, I approach Juliet and I'm like, so about my cupcakes. Um, when we get to Kala, I'll buy you some. I promise. Uh, I did the uh, drunk give me pudding in the end. No, dwarves do like, not share. Everybody <laughs> knows that dwarves are greedy. <laughs> I'm gonna try like start. I'm, I'm trying to like uh, scowl where he took the pudding from and just like munch on it like crazy. So tell me, Vikala, um, you're a follower of Lolf, and what do you want? I'm a growing drow and tall. I need food. Okay, I'm just hungry all the time. Don't judge uh, me. I wasn't going to say anything about that, but I'll I'll leave you alone. Um, <laughs> you look like you're. Um... Eating. I'm like stuffed my face with like pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and I just follow Juliet around like nomming the pudding, like seeing what, who she's gonna talk to. Alright, uh, is there anything anybody wants to do before you settle down for the night? Uh, I will play the flute for about like 30 minutes on the top deck. Okay. Flute? I thought you were a bagpipes kind of person. Yeah, but I get plus two performance from the flute. It's metagaming, okay? And also, I don't think they'd appreciate my genius. Oh, I see. And have forced them to drop us off at the next port. I guess well, that's fair. Um, Julia. Ten. 
Juliet is going to cast the spell Alarm, which I always forget to cast when we sleep. Um, but she's going to put a 20-foot cube around her uh, to alert her if anything comes by. That is not one of the boat's people or the party. Okay. I guess, actually, it's anyone? Well, I think you can... Uh, oh, I can designate creatures that won't set it off. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, just putting that down. So... That lasts uh, for eight hours, so... You start putting that down, and uh, you have like, uh, what, you, what you doing there, lady? My concentration... Oh, well, um, never mind. I could, I could break it for a second. I'm just putting down an alarm spell... Um, it'll alert me if anything comes that's uh, nasty, a uh, wolf, a bear, anything like that. Huh, that's a mana handy. Uh, you one of them magic people? Oh, yes, very much so. I love magic. I even studied at the Isle of Insight. You, you don't say. I, I heard about that place. There was uh, the innkeeper's uh, son uh, went there at one point. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he came back... Uh, couple years later uh I, th- I think he didn't do too well there and uh by the time he uh, he got back he you know uh, he was kind of embarrassed and was trying to prove himself and uh you know he i guess it's probably been about a month ago he went up to uh up to the faint shrine to to prove himself but uh ain't nobody seen him since oh. the irs probably killed him those patchouli scented bastards do things like that well that's uh that's kind of dark I, I was going to say, I hope he um, finds his way back. I'm sure he's just taking a little bit, like he took his time with the Isle of Insight. Yeah, could could be, could be. I don't guess you got any of them, uh, you know, I, I don't come across many uh, magic peoples, but I heard there was uh, sometimes uh, some, uh, some magic users like uh, you are able to, like, tell where a person is or... You know, tell if they're doing okay. Um, you know, can you do anything like that? I mean, I'm sure that he'd uh, sure to appreciate it. Find out anything, any information he can about his son. Um, I can certainly try. Um, actually, even better than that, I have a magical item that'll allow us to ask a question to see if he's okay. Oh, you don't Juliet's say. gonna. Get the the magic eight ball. I forget what it looks like. Actually, it's like a little statuette, statue, right? Of an elf woman holding up an orb. Yeah, uh, and Juliet is going to ask it. Um, is the innkeeper's son okay? Should have specified which innkeeper, but okay. Is <laughs> that eating my pudding? <laughs> so it's it's a silver statue of an elven woman holding this black orb above her head and. As you ask that question, the these purplish grayish clouds start forming on the surface of this uh, inside the surface of this uh, uh, black sphere, and uh, after a while, they uh, form the words. It is beyond my sight. Oh goodness! Um, you said he went to do his adulthood ritual. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Well, if he's inside there and it's on another level of existence if you will it, i might not be able to find them anyway oh uh, well that's unfortunate but uh i understand I, I think well i tried that's the best i can do um 
Oh, speaking of which, do you have any talents or anything that you, I, I see that you're an experienced sailor, but have you ever tried something like uh, going to the Isle of Insight or uh, another career path that you've thought of? <laughs> no, nothing like that. I mean, I'm uh, I'm just a simple boat captain. I mean, my daddy was a boat captain before me, and his uh, daddy was a boat captain before him. And uh, this uh, this boat over here, uh, the River's Blessing, it's been passed down my family for you know two generations. It's uh, really the only life I know, and I make a pretty good uh, honest living out of it. Oh well, that's great. Um, if you don't mind me prying, what sort of cargo do you normally transport up and down? Oh, just this and that, depending on, uh, what anybody's selling. You know, usually a lot of times... Oranges? Um, uh... I, smell? I, I don't know what an orange is, uh, spooky dark elf lady. Uh, but, um, a lot <laughs> of times... Okay. A lot of times, uh, we move, uh, you know trees down a uh, lot of pitch you know for sealing boats and you know they they used a lot of time in some alchemical things i hear uh, we make pretty good money from that you know sometimes we move in furs down the river you know they get captured uh and uh processed up in uh in Faybarrow and uh Fayview. and then a lot of times what we'll do is uh, when we go back up the river We'll get a lot of, you know, spices that come in from uh, Luscane or Milan. You know, those are pretty good centers for, you know, finding some some more of the exotic spices and some uh, some fruits and vegetables. And, uh, you know, we move them back up river and sell them in uh, Fadel. And sometimes even Estermead, we go as far as uh, north of that. Just depends on uh, who's selling and, of course, who's buying. But it's a pretty good living. Well, I'm glad we have you as our boatsman because uh, we would never be able to get down here. So let me offer my appreciation again. Oh, well, that's a uh, girl. I really appreciate it. But, uh, you know, you paid me and, you know, most time that's uh, thanks enough. But uh, <laughs> it, it's nice to hear. Thank you. I sure do appreciate it. Yeah. The last bowman, boatman I had was horrible. Oh yeah, you do a lot of do a lot of traveling on the water. Twice, um, one of them was just absolutely terrible. Oh, well, I'm uh, sorry to hear that, but you know it. Uh, yeah, he takes was all human. Kinds. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't say that I've had many dealings with humans, but uh, the humans I have uh, had dealings with, you know, they've been pleasant enough. Almost as bad as elves. Yeah, I know. They are grossly over-muscled. Exactly. They look like goblin heads on elven bodies. It is very freakish. I do not care for it. You don't even appreciate cheese. I, I don't know if that's all... Uh, if that's uh, fair there, uh, friend dwarf. I mean, it, it takes all kinds to make this world go around. I mean, people's just people. You can't go uh, slandering the whole race just because of some dealings you've had with a couple. Yeah, of course you can. Well, this is common knowledge. Everybody knows they always carry bagels on their person. Talia's going to throw something at, at Alunadas just to <laughs> try to Alunadas? make him stop because he's being I ridiculous. Okay, she's going to throw something at Jacques McSweeney. Okay, attack. Can I try to catch it midair? Can I try to catch it midair? 
Uh, roll an attack roll. To catch it to be there? No, uh, Talia. Uh, I don't remember. Be a uh, improvised weapon. That's a seven. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to whiff as uh, you throw, like, say, a, like a small pebble or something at a Lunados. Uh, Vic, if you want to try to make like a uh, dexterity check to try to catch it out of the air, you can. It's a 10. No, it goes through your fingers and hits the uh, ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess uh, being tall doesn't mean I can always play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't know go for, for practice the traditional dwarven martial art of pushing things. And he goes to just stand next to a tree and push on it. <laughs> okay. So, uh. I applaud. Anything uh, else you want to do tonight? Just another casting an alarm spell for me. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. Alexander is playing uh, his flute at the boat with a performance check of eight. Um, Ten. Excuse you. Okay. Uh, I get plus two from the actual item. Sorry. Uh, okay. I just felt like being snappy for no good reason. So, uh, you Four. try to play like, uh, <laughs> like a traditional like elf song and you're not all that familiar with it and um you're hitting some wrong notes that is a thoroughly mediocre performance human as a grunt pushing against the tree all right so uh we'll say everybody settles down for the night um between your group and the uh the boatmen here you're able to do pretty short um shifts but the uh, the night's going to go um, without really uh, anything happening, you hear some stuff out in the woods, but you know you think it's probably critters. You're gonna get up the the next morning with the sunrise and have some breakfast and load the boat back up and make off down the river. Pretty uneventful. You're gonna see a uh, couple of boats um, moving down river in front of you, but uh, they don't appear to be heavily as loaded, so they kind of lose you in the distance. Uh, you're also going to notice that um, you're going to see one or two boats moving upriver, being pulled by horses during the day. Obviously, it looks like it's pretty slow going. But uh, eventually, the sun begins to set, and Yev finds another large clearing near the river. As you get closer, uh, you see this appears to be a campsite uh, that's been used by many traveling the river. Um, there's even some wooden lean-tos here and a large fire pit and some stumps set up uh, around it for seats. So they take the uh, boat and they uh, run it up on shore, tie it up to a tree. And uh, you set up camp and begin dinner. And uh, you're going to hear some movement in the woods. Uh, at least the Lunados is because his passive perception is going to pick it up. And uh, to the edge of the woods, uh, about 40 yards away from your campsite, you're going to see some movement. Man. Luna's going to say, what is that? Is that somebody trying to steal my cheese? <laughs> point to where I saw the movement. Okay, at this point, uh, it's, you know, a little bit after dusk. You can still see a little, uh, uh, some outlines of the trees. And uh, you're going to see... Uh, Three half elves exit the woods and uh, they're heading for the camp. And uh, two of the men are carrying a deer that is uh, hanging by its legs uh, on a pole. 
And the uh, half, half elf in front's going to raise his hand to wave at you, and he uh, calls out, uh, Peace, peace, friends. Uh, we don't mean you no harm. Uh, we're just hunting and uh, came up here to the steading to camp for the night. Uh, can we uh, share your fire and you can have some of our meat? And he points back to the deer. Uh, do I hear this? Yep. Immediately as you say that, I'm like, of course, uh, share food. You may always sit by our fire, dear half-creatures. And uh, Yev's going to say, uh, yeah, we'd love some fresh meat. Uh, we got a fire and some meal if you fancy it. And the uh, half-elves are going to approach uh, you. And the man who spoke before says, uh, we much appreciate it. Um, I'm Eris, and uh, these are my brothers over here, Matt and Wren. And uh, the two brothers who are carrying this deer nod to you as they uh, start putting together a spit to roast the deer over your fire. And uh, Yev's going to get up and pours a couple of uh, cups of ale from a cast they brought off the uh, boat and walks over to Eris and says, uh, I'm Yev, uh, captain of the boat over here. Uh, we're taking goods downriver. These uh, people over here, and he points to you, and he's going to hand the cup over to Eris. Uh, he takes it and finishes it in a log swallow says uh thank you hunting's thirsty work and he has the cup back and walks over to the deer and pulls out this long wicked curved knife and uh, begins to skin it and yeah going to come back over by the fire and and sit down but uh after so what kind of game are you hunting here only deer so uh as um Eris is cutting into this thing with a knife, and he says, uh, Really, anything that uh, is worth eating? Got lucky with this uh, big buck here. You look over, and now that you get a good look at this uh, deer, it looks like it probably weighs maybe about 250 pounds. It's like a big, big buck. And uh, he says, uh, We probably get a, you know, a lot of meat after out of this. Uh, lasts us a long time after we salt it. I remember when I used to hunt, we used to eat um, the uh, tails of rats and we would make them into necklaces out of their bones. It was very good meat, a bit salty naturally, so salting it was a bit difficult. I can appreciate good hunting. So you you you, you say you, you hunt and eat rats? I used to when I was about eight years old. Then I moved to spiders and other creatures. Huh. And he just kind of gives you like this, like a look that like a mixture of astonishment and like tinged with disgust. And he doesn't really know what to say to you. <laughs> I will blast I my bagpipes. You. Oh boy, this again. I like to put my hands over my ears. <laughs> so uh, Harris is going to look over to the bard and, or over to Alexander and says, uh, play louder. We we hadn't had any uh, any music in a good long time. We've been out here in the woods, and I can't remember the last time uh, we uh, heard any musicians. Yes, and everyone knows that the volume is associated with quality. Play very loud, human. I rolled an eleven. Thirteen. So it's a little bit more no. passable. You start playing a song that you know, but uh, as you like try to play really loudly, your embouchure gets kind of screwed up. So you're squeaking notes. And uh, you're going to see Red and Matt start uh, like dancing like a little jig amongst themselves. Yeah, I'd be like, you will dance. I will not do the traditional dwarven dance. 
and he starts doing push-ups. Can I like be upset, like stand up, like take an instrument and try to play as well? Um, this is how it's instrument. done. Uh, one of goes to campfire, somebody like yeah, I don't know, maybe something laying down, any instrument around, but of uh, Alexander's. Uh, Alexander, do you have any any of your instruments laying out? What do you mean? I only have two. Yeah, like the second one. Uh, I don't have it laying on the ground. So we'll uh, say human does not mean he is swine. So we'll say that Vicalia picks up a couple of sticks and starts beating together. Give me a performance check. That's <laughs> the fourteen. Oh, that's not bad. So uh, you uh, start beating these sticks together, and you're able to keep pretty good time with it. I'm gonna try to uh, do like this, like old uh, drow song in the background, like oh. To like try to uh, make it better. Um, sure. Like I said, so good to make it better. <laughs> That's a five. I did not sing in years. How do you have a choir, plus three? Apparently. How do you have a plus three to performance? Oh, because your charisma, your paladin. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you start trying to sing in this uh, traditional, I guess, drow song and. Uh, most of the the drow songs are kind of like uh, in minor keys and dissonant because uh, you're kind of terrible and evil, um, <laughs> which is not jiving too well with this uh, like current folk realm that uh, Alexander's playing. Yeah, but, I uh, didn't play apparently since she was in choir way years ago. But uh, you just keep on going because you're you. I believe. <laughs> so uh, a couple hours go by and you're sitting around drinking ale and Eris here is telling you some hunting stories about you know some of the, the bigger game that he's killed here uh, between um, some deer and a cougar and uh, his most expansive and uh, like most detailed stories about uh, them coming across a bear in the uh, the woods here uh, that attacked them that they were able to slay but that's been a couple of years ago and you know Matt and Ren jump in and embellish the story but uh, you have your mill and everybody is full of venison except for uh, Jacques McSweeney who's probably eating leaves or something nope he ate venison oh he did wow really oh yeah hardcore holy cow Jacques method as fuck uh, <laughs> when in Fadel I guess are you going to have like, a dwarf who eat meat? They have much, much grease in my beard. My very big, bushy dwarven beard. You can see I am a dwarf. I have a beard. Do you have to describe it as dwarven? You are a dwarf. Isn't everything you do kind of dwarven? Yes. But to be authentic, I must describe it fully as dwarven. See, these, these are my dwarven feet. Very right. dwarven they are. Maybe you should write a book or something about dwarves. Call it like Atlas Shrugs or something. And Vic obviously was in Gloom Club as a child. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, so the the night wears on, and after the trip here and the the battles in the Fey, you're pretty weary, and the boat hasn't been all that comfortable during the day. Um, and even though the hunters and the boatmen are laughing and getting loud as they uh, drink, um, you're start starting to get tired. And um, you're all going to lay down for the night. You know, at this point, the, the fire is getting kind of uh, low, but it's not 
all that cold here, you're getting on towards, you know, probably mid to late fall. And there's maybe like a little bit of chill in the air, but not enough to see your breath. And it's pretty comfortable. The, uh, the sounds start to die down as uh, they start to get pretty heavy and drink. And um, you're all going to lie down for the night. And uh, Alexander. That's uh, me. When you lie down, you almost instantly fall asleep as your uh, head hits your makeshift pillow here on the ground. And you're going to drift off. And uh, strangely, you have a dream about your mom and your dad. And you think it's kind of strange because you haven't thought about them in a long time. And then uh, the dream is going to change. The world goes dark. And you see your parents whisked away into the distance. You hear them screaming, then moaning, and it gets softer and softer. And then you see the soft glow of purple on the horizon, and the air grows cold. You realize you're back inside the dagger again. And I think that's probably where we're going to end it for tonight. Okay, awesome. All right. But it's a bad day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Has a magical pestilence destroyed your farm and family through no fault of your own? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. A wizard unleashed a spell that blotted my crops and my family starved to death. The hammer got me the gold to rebuild my life. I have a new wife, a milk cow, and even a pig. Thank you, Hamish. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. The music you heard on this episode was Teller of the Tells, Crowdhammer, Long Road Ahead, At Rest, and Unseen Horrors by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.